This is The Beer Show on Harrogate Community Radio. Welcome to The Beer Show Welcome on Harrogate Community, Community Radio. Welcome to The Beer Show on Harrogate Community Radio. Radio. Me, Rachel Lorty. Me, me, Cameron Cameron.
beer show each week we're going to choose one of our favorite beers to talk you through and we're going to taste live while you're listening and let you know more about the breweries behind the flavors that we are loving we're also going to play you some of our favorite tunes and we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening locally in the beer scene around us and we're going to bring it all with a nice community flavor so why not grab some beers yourself and get involved with the chat today on the show this week, we're going to bring you some fantastic Daya Dippers, both 8%. We're going to talk you through what they're tasting like. We've got some Vault City Peach and Nectarine Sour, a little special one by me this week. Uh, we've got some local chat, and we're going to look at a fabulous local pub in Nairsborough who has been doing wonderful things during lockdown. And we are going to talk about how lockdown has affected the industry and what people are now talking about as places start to plan to reopen. As usual, join in and follow along on Twitter using the hashtag HCRBeerShow. But for now, we're going to kick off with one of our chosen tunes for this week. Crazy game Come 
So this is Dea's Saturated in Citra. Yep. Um, a double IPA, it's 8%. Not messing about. It's not messing about. God, it's an offensive pour, actually. Because I was trying to get the sound of it. <laughs> so it's actually a really offensive pour. So this is a beautiful colour. It's a, I think that's one of your favourite colours of beer. It's the colour that all beer should be, unless it's a style. In your opinion. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it smells fantastic. It smells of citra. Well, I can smell obviously. it from here. Very hoppy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's single hopped with citra, uh, which is obviously a very, very popular hop for producing these types of big, hazy beers. Um, this comes from Dea, who are a brewery in Cheltenham. Yeah, um, far, the, far away from us in... Near the Cotswolds. Little Harrogate. Yeah, um, and they've made a name for themselves uh, since 2015, producing incredible beers that have become world-class, uh, considered world-class, Yeah. by pretty much everyone. So... Is it time for the tasting? Yeah, it's teasing me with the smells, so... Um, shall I dive in? Where, do you, where did you get this one from? I got this from Rainville Superstore in Leeds, yeah. um, who have been excellent during the lockdown in providing beers mainly to me. We've had a few, <laughs> few, deliveries, a few deliveries, big deliveries from them as well, I've um, noticed. But uh, yeah, they're doing a cracking job and getting some amazing craft beers in. Go on then, so tell us in. what it tastes of, other than beer. Does it taste of citra? It tastes of citra, it's got all of the best qualities of the citra hop. Oh yeah, it's quite sharp. It's kind of a, a, a light, hazy, um, amber. Amber? Blondie? Mm. Straw, I think Straw, <laughs> yeah. When they're being uh, on a craft beer <laughs> recording. Uh, I'm gonna get a picture of that for the gram. And um, do you wanna just mention the glass that you're drinking it out of at the moment? Yeah, well, it'll be visible on Twitter as well, but um, this is a Blind Jack's craft glass. Fairly um, new, new to Blind Jack's, I believe. New, yeah. yeah. Um, from local pub Blind Jack's that I'm assuming a lot of people will have heard of. Well, we're going to talk a little bit this. about them uh, well. shortly, so um, we'll, we'll, we'll reveal more. We don't need to drink it too fast, though, because it, it is 8% and it is early and we afternoon. Have got, as <laughs> part two of this segment, uh, the other day of beer. Uh, saturated in Motueka, um, which is a New Zealand hop. Um, and both of these beers are showcases of their particular hop varieties. A lot of beers, and it's not a bad thing, but a lot of beers will mix the hops, um, get different types of hops in the same beer, yeah. bring different aspects to it. This is a total showcase of Citra. And then the next one is a total showcase of Motueka. I'm, and I'm always really impressed when you get a beer that is single hop that's really delicious because there's some quite complex um, IPAs and dippers that are coming out with a concoction of different hops that are, you know, and they're all, they're, there's some really interesting ones out there. But I guess for, for a single hop these days, it's almost like people might think that it's a bit simplistic based on what people are doing with beer now, but actually, when you get a good one, it's really clever. Or when it's a single hop dipper. And it showcases the hop as well, which is... Well, yeah, so you get all the aspects of the hop, and it takes that hop to such a level 
where it becomes complex. You taste in everything about it. Yeah. Every aspect. Um, remember Northern Monk did that uh, three times a whale beer. Yeah. And that was a mosaic single hop, and that was really good. That had insane funky flavors. Yeah. That you wouldn't believe would have come from it, and I don't think you would have got those flavors had it not come through. Had it not been um, not processed to that degree, but you know, showing it off in a dipper. Yeah. Is, seems to be the ultimate way really showcasing the hop and what it's all about yeah excellent take the town from the daylight I watch you home from the last mile only a phone when we're off cut drunk but now there's something on my mind I do like that song. It does make me think of like being outside in summer in a beer garden, for example. Mm, that's just... yeah. <laughs> it's we depressing. We won't talk Thanks about that. that. Um, so next we've got 
the next day, the saturated in Motueka, I think. Someone can correct <laughs> me on that on Twitter, but it's too late. Can't be far off. Now, these look like the same beer, so I'm really interested to taste and see how they differ in flavour, obviously with the different hops. Is there Are there more beers in the single hop series? Do you know? Um, I think there's another one in the saturated. Um, okay. I think it's saturated in Simcoe. Oh, okay. Um, there might be other ones, actually, but I think um, I missed out on that. I think there was a third one in this release and I missed out on it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's only 25 to 3 now. <laughs> We're on the second dip. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It is. Five Always. Is five o'clock the reasonable time to have this then? Well, I don't I don't know. It's we're in we're still in lockdown really, so you know. Yeah. It yeah, this one again it might be me and because this is the second tasting, but it doesn't mm. seem as sharp. Seems a bit smoother, a bit gentler. And again, this has got the um it's vegan friendly again and it, it says naturally soft, hazy and juicy again. And it's unfiltered, unpasteurized, oh. unfined, just like the other one. I think that's a lot more, um, it's like a vegetative yeah. taste. A bit more um, muted, the flavours, I think. But also kind of more grassy and dank and all of that kind of, um, yeah. like the tastiest possible sewage. Um, nice. Delicious. What a lovely image. Sewage. It doesn't look like delicious sewage, <laughs> no, thankfully. It, that's, that's what makes it so, so attractive. So yeah, I mean, obviously that's what's great about the single hopped dippers is it lets you taste the difference between the actual hops and you're not kind of guessing yeah. what you like about each one of them. Yeah, I think so. It's quite often what I've done is, is Googled, you know, the hop varieties to see what the sort of traits are of each to to then sort of backtrack and work out what my favourite what my favourite hops are but it, when you get them showcased as a single hop beer like this it's so much easier I mean I prefer the citra flavour but I quite like punchy in your face flavours anyway but I guess someone that maybe isn't as into that kind of sharpness and that that sort of intensity might prefer the other one, which mm. I'm not going to say because I'm scared and Motueka, I believe. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you prefer then? Um, I like uh, different aspects of both of them is the cop-out answer that I'm going to go with. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love Citra. Helpful. Most dippers that I've had in my entire life, I guess, have been... Not my entire life, my uh, <laughs> recent craft drinking Legal drinking life, age yes. life, yes. Um, although I did <laughs> grow up in Scotland. Um, have been citra-based. Um, yeah. And I've really enjoyed the, the difference. You can really taste the difference when it's a different hop and it's explicitly that different hop. Yeah. And, and that one is... Um, I, I love the depth and the dankness to, to the Motueka one. Yeah. Um, but I also love the in-your-faceness of the, the Citra one. And I feel like if someone's struggling with the... If someone were to struggle with the Citra flavours... Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they wouldn't subsequently struggle with the with the depth and dankness of the Motorica. <laughs> I mean, we should probably introduce people to Harvey. <laughs> <clears throat> what was I saying? You were saying if they were... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so if someone's struggling uh, with the flavours in the Citra, 
I'm not sure that they'd necessarily find the Motueka easier. No. Um, because it's got its own taste bud challenges, not in a bad way, but obviously it's they're big flavours that different. we're used to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's not necessarily a, a safe ship to jump on to go to the Motueka. No, no. The the citra, the saturated in citra is that for me that's what a dipper should taste like. Like you don't want something that's eight percent that just goes in your mouth and you barely notice it. You want something that is really punchy. And that one for me, with it being a little bit feistier, that is what I would want from a dipper. Yeah. You need to be a little bit feisty. You need to be like the cat's eyes in the road so that if you fall asleep yeah. You know yes. that uh, you're going to get bumped away. Yeah. To, uh, 8% dippers that are gentle are scary as hell. Like, <laughs> that's terrifying. But And not that this is, like you say, it's a different flavour, but I definitely appreciate the citra punchiness more in this type of beer, I think. Yeah. As I say, I, I like both of them for different reasons. Um, and they're both excellent. If you want to try a dipper, I don't think you can go far wrong. Day is a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go to day. Funkier. 
obviously that's <laughs> quite a hard dubstep track. Well, it's not even that hard. Well, it really. was it was lovely and gentle, and I was saying to you, um, it's nice and something that you would play to your gran. And then we hit the middle bit, and I thought, mm, yeah, maybe not, maybe not now. <laughs> well, you might have a rocking gran. Who knows? Yeah, well, who knows? Perhaps. Um, yeah, that, that that drop is a little bit of a challenge, but I like how it's um, it's just an excellently produced track, and it that sits in a really tuneful bright and happy um song that pretty much anyone could enjoy i think and then there's a bit of bit of filth for uh bit of filth for, for the, the dads lovers. um i mean a few people might have turned the show off now so yeah, i don't know if we need okay. to continue that's fine um <laughs> we'll continue with half we'll the carry audience. on yeah we might have a couple a couple of people <laughs> I say half the audience. I don't know how you get half a person listening. But. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are still drinking our delicious dipper oh, yeah, from yeah. Daya uh, <laughs> mid-afternoon uh, as we record this. Um, and they're both delicious and we keep talking about them. Uh, so highly recommended. Um, while we are doing that, and hopefully you'll have some beer on the go yourselves, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the local beer scene. Uh, part of the aims of this show is to champion all of the great things locally um, that are wonderful pubs and breweries are up to obviously challenging times at the moment um everything's been shut for months now um in the traditional sense of our local pubs um but we just wanted to talk a little bit about um some of the places that have continued to stay open and some that are newly reopened and planning to reopen uh, and it's all very exciting for us we've continued to um, support breweries and local pubs as much as we've been able to over lockdown and um, we've been ordering from blind jacks rather a lot um, they i don't believe they actually closed at all um, they immediately reacted to the horrific news that um, the government had ordered all our pubs to close fairly imminently when it actually happened um, but they uh, immediately became something of a bottle shop um, and then as things evolved they they obviously closed the premises to the public and became a delivery service locally um, and now they have recently announced that they are now doing national delivery which is great news um, Christian and Alice that um, own Blind Jacks in Nairsborough they are fantastic at sourcing really interesting beers they've always had a can fridge on the go that's caught our eye um and i know it's a touchy subject at the minute but it is some of the best cask ale in the region um they've sort of inherited the best uh beer seller i believe for miles around it's a thing of legend it is a thing of beauty so if there is a cask ale that you particularly like i would recommend getting in christian's ear about him getting that one in when they're reopened because it will be at the top of its game from that bar but um i just wanted to say that you know the, the service that we've had from them and the beers we've had from them have been phenomenal over the last few weeks um and just really impressed at how they've kind of positively reacted to this horrible situation that we're in um obviously it's not ideal for them they they took on a pub and they're not running a pub at the moment they're running a, a delivery service and a takeaway um, service now and a takeaway yeah they do click and collect now as well so you can uh, you can rock up to the door and uh, they'll have your order ready for you it's been a few months of, of pivoting for them but they've pivoted extremely absolutely. well and absolutely they've landed on their feet Every, with everything they've done, you know, they've done an excellent job. Of and it, part. you know, and and it's not right for everybody. And you know, some people haven't been able to do that, and that's absolutely fine as well. Um, but just um, for for the the local kind of business that that has 
really sort of grabbed hold of all of the challenges that they've faced and and continued to serve the community with um you know essentials really 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 great beer um, it's been easier to get beer than it has to get food yes we've had well our fridge has been full mainly of of beer over the last few weeks and you know um, but anyway, enough about that. We've had some great keg stuff from them. They've been doing uh, takeout kegs in sealed containers, um, delivered to your door and a, a available to then drink immediately in, um, well, when we've had lovely, lovely weather in the sunny back garden, which um, has been as fab. Have, uh, Husk. Husk, have been Husk yeah, well. of course. Um, they've done an excellent local delivery job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've done some... Uh, Verdant and some Polly's brew yeah. on keg, uh, takeaway kegs, uh, which has just been stunning. We had the Patternist from Polly's. Uh, oh, yes, that was great. And that was just great. It yes. was really 6.6%. Really good. Just cracking. And just talking now about um, a few other places. So um, Major Tom's have recently reopened purely for uh, collection. Um, they are doing pizzas, the legendary pizzas, um, which I think people were properly missing. Um, and you can go, you, you book a slot, basically you order a pizza, you book a slot to go and pick it up. And you can also um, chuck some beers in the bag with the pizza. And it's the makings of a, a great evening in to be honest um so good luck to them as well with that service um until they can officially open their doors again uh, to the public um and just uh, very recently i've heard some whisperings in the local press and on social media this week um roosters are apparently making plans at the moment for reopening um obviously they have a huge tap room if you've been there you'll know but um indoors they've got a massive beer hall and they've also got a tasting room upstairs which they're they are talking about putting to some use um given these social distancing times and also they've got a great beer garden at the back uh which i think will become invaluable to them over the coming months, weeks, months, however long this kind of continues on for. Um, And North Bar, uh, they said they were announcing something fairly imminently. Um, By the time this shows out, it may well be known, and I'm not sure what that is, but I'm wondering if they might try and do something creative with their outdoor space as well. Um, Obviously, it's not a huge space in the middle of Harrogate, but um, there is some outdoor space there. And it's quite a spacious, airy bar, so potentially there's some opportunity there for them to work with the current restrictions and guidelines. the the openness of their outdoor space is i think possibly one of the most in line with uh yeah social distancing in the town yeah um, so yeah, yeah absolutely and it's just really nice to see people either trying to carry on business as normal as much as normal is at the moment or making plans to um, try and get back up on their feet because uh everyone that we know certainly is really missing having those amazing venues on our doorstep and accessible so good luck to them and good luck to anyone else that might be listening that might be planning for more of the same um just a, another mention uh bottling bean in weatherby is now yes of course open again just reopened this um, week excellent can and bottle selections uh i don't think they're doing keg anymore um at the moment uh but just excellent beers yeah and great knowledge when you go in absolutely and full sort of social distancing um plans in place when you go into the into the shop there so everyone's kind of doing a great job um next up we've got one of your music selections 
It is Futureheads. Oh, of course, yeah. Futureheads, who apparently are from Sunderland, which I only found out today when I Googled them. Um, should probably do that more. Uh, I love this song. Uh, it's The Hounds of Love. When I was a child, winning in the night, I was afraid of what might be. Hiding in the dark and hiding on the streets for a man of what was following me. off the day right that's Think all of that done this. we've had a lovely time um and that song was great while we were finishing off the day um moving on uh, my choice of beer for this week um is vault city brewing a peach and nectarine sour i've not poured it out yet because i'm really excited um i've had a couple of theirs now and um it they're awesome and i'm really really excited about this one we've seen it before we haven't been able to get it before people have sold out so um we got our hands on this uh, a couple of weeks ago and it's the first taste it's, it's worth saying that it was um husk that turned us on to vault yeah. city uh they had the raspberry skies which i think is an eight 
eight and a half percent um, of absolute deliciousness. It is, yeah, incredible. It is everything that you would hope for from a um, raspberry beer. Yeah. It's perfect. And really great in the, the sunny weather that we had at the time as well. Um, I think I posted some photos on socials of that and it just looked great. Anyway, so before I pour this, I just want to read what it says on the label of this beer because it, it's um, quite interesting how they describe it. Um Building from our golden sour base beer, we set our bugs to work on the juiciest fruits we know, peaches and nectarines. Fruity esters from our house yeast strain help to elevate the stone fruit character with a sherbet-like acidity adding to an all-round juicy drinking experience. I feel like I could just go to sleep now. I know, I know. I'm right, I'm going to pour this. I can't wait any longer. (laughs) It's going in. Here we go. Oh, that's a good colour. That is peachy. Oh, that is incredible. And um, It's like a smoothie. To mention as well, I'm pouring this into my uh, Cloudwater Friends and Family Festival glass, which is very much a wine glass style. Um, and it's designed to hold a third. Um, There'll be a picture of it on the hashtag. Yeah, we'll put a picture up. It's yeah. a very nice glass and I only have one, so I'm just waiting for the day that it gets broken <laughs> and I'm devastated. Um, but... That looks incredibly peachy and lovely. Um, so Vault City Brewing, um, as we've said, a fairly new discovery for us, um, thanks to Husk. Um, and since then, we've just been trying to get more of their stuff, basically. You can buy it directly from them. They're based in Dundee in Scotland. Um, from what I can tell, it looks like they've only been going since 2018. Uh, I'd be very surprised if there isn't a background somewhere else in the beer world because the brewing appears to be absolutely amazing. Like, there's uh, so much skill in these beers. Um, and they are they basically describe themselves as um, makers of fruit-forward modern sours. Uh, these beers are really, really interesting. If you're into your sour beers or fancy giving them a go, I don't think you can do much worse than this. Um, much better. better than this. <laughs> of course I mean better. I've had two days now. Be kind. It's okay, we have editorial control. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, they're just great, and I can't wait to try more. So we've had the Raspberry Skies, and I know, just wait a minute. <laughs> We'd ordered the brand new one, the Blueberry Cobbler, which just came out. Um, which is also really, really clever and scarily just tastes like breakfast juice. Like, it's 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 crazy. Um, and we've got some more of that in the fridge as well, but we did have that one the other day. So we've saved this one to drink live on this show to tell you what we think. It's, it's actually... I mean, it's 5.6%, so it's not as potent as the raspberry skies which was really sharp and and i love i love a if if a beer is going to be a sour i love a proper sour flavor as you know mm, um <laughs> and it's quite gentle i mean it's great it's really really skilled um but i found the raspberry skies more sherbety i know it used the word sherbet in the description but um have a taste and see what it you think it smells like that. a smoothie and when you opened it it does the, the yeah. smell that um, suddenly entered the room was just it was it was funky yeah. yeasty soury yeah it's um, a I mean it's a great it is a great example of a sour so if, you, if you go on the, the hashtag HCR beer show yep um, should be able to see 
uh, some imagery yeah. of this beer in the glass. I mean, it is very peachy. My worry on an image is that it might just look like a hoppy dipper or something because it, it does have mm. that colour to it. But it is it is that peach and nectarine. You do get that sort of orangey tinge to it. Oh, yeah. What do you and think? There's no, well, there's no confusing it with the dippers. No, oh, um, absolutely. It's, it's lighter... Um, but it's also a different, it's a different palette. It's a palette cleanser yep. for that. Um, Clever. <clears throat> I'm still getting the fruit and I actually am getting the sherbet coming in now. Yeah. It's not as obvious though the as the top, raspberry yeah, one. It's, it's, Remember the raspberry up. one really, really kicks the palette. Mm. But it's, it's beautiful. That's really good. If you handed me that blind, I would have no idea what percentage it was. No. Or is that just because I've had to... Dippers. Well, I don't know. It is it is quite easy drinking this one. Mm. It doesn't look like it's going to be easy drinking, but then it is. Yeah. So that's okay. It's very very good. Another really good one from them. It's a great colour. So this is the third beer we've now had from Vault City Brewing, um, and I just imagine that all of the stuff they do is great. I don't know how there would be a bad one in there. They do They do tend to... They haven't done it with the Blueberry Cobbler, or they didn't when we got some, but they do tend to limit how many you can order at once. Um, so they're, they're clearly small batch brewing on these, and it's really worth waiting for. And it's worth mentioning as well that if you sign up to their mailing list through their website, uh, which is vaultcity.co.uk, um, they email you ahead of releasing new beers so that you can order them before they release it to the masses, basically. Because obviously if they have limits, then um, there are quite a few people out there, I imagine, who are very interested in these guys. And they're still so new, don't forget. 2018, it's, it's a, still a, a fairly new brewery. Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with that. Yeah, they're, they're very, very good. Just, it's just the skill. You can almost taste the skill. You can That's taste what the I skill. Like. It's the same with Dea. You, you can... Yeah. You know when something... Even when there's a beer that I don't necessarily like... Um, Not to your taste. It, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You can taste you can when it's well made it. and, and that's, that's all you need, really, Definitely. to know that someone cared... Yeah, highly recommended from me. If you can get hold of the Raspberry Skies... Any, any Vault City stuff. Yeah, really. get on the mailing list, honestly, and uh, keep an eye on what they're, what they're bringing out because everything I've had's just been absolutely great.
So that last song was by Nick Mulvey and it was called Fever to the Form. If you haven't heard that one before, it's one of the ones that I've chosen for this week and it's one of my favourites at the moment. I absolutely love it. Um, Hopefully you did too. The industry chat this week is all about the UK government guidelines in exiting lockdown and reopening of businesses. And they have said that uh, pubs can potentially, all being well, start to reopen their doors as of the 4th of July, which has always been um, a date that's been spoken about at the earliest. So obviously it's dependent on a lot. Um, but I think that we're all all hopeful that this will happen. Um, and it's, it's, it's nice to hear that a lot of bars are planning around doing something after that date. Um, There's a lot of chat, there's a lot of talk in the industry at the moment about how to make public venues uh, safe in terms of social distancing, compliant in terms of government guidelines, but also financially viable. Um, Social distancing, we in the UK, we have a guideline of two metres, minimum two metres, and that puts a huge, huge strain on uh, indoor venues, really. And, you know, and... to some extent, outdoor spaces as well um, that are confined, but certainly indoor spaces. And and if you think of your favourite local pub and and how busy they can get um, before all of this, um, it it just goes to show what sort of capacities people are potentially now looking at when they're thinking about turnover and financial viability. It's really quite a a difficult um, 
challenge for businesses at the moment. The priority has been talked about being given to places that have an outdoor space. Um, I know in Harrogate and in Knaresborough, there's a lot of pubs that, that don't have that, that are in the town centre that have no outdoor space. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about roosters who, you know, they do, they, they're out of town, um, but they do have a huge indoor and, and a decent size outdoor space. Um, but then you think about a lot of the town centre bars that, that currently don't really have much at all. Um, so it will be interesting to see what they do. Um, I, what, what are you thinking? I, I've got a bit of speculation that I don't have any evidence for. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I think the outdoor um, social distancing minimum yep. may be reduced, reduced, whereas the indoor would be kept at two. Possibly, possibly. Because indoor, you heard it here like... first, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, I think that would make sense. I think it would, well, based on the chat that is around the fact that it, it's um, much lower risk outdoors and obviously a lot of the um, relaxed guidelines work on the outdoor model at the moment and um, that it would make sense. But let's just see, let's just see. But um, I think what's really interesting, so I, I wrote an article um, a few weeks ago uh, about financial viability in public spaces and it was all around I'm from an arts background um I worked for Harrogate Theatre for five years and uh, over the last few months I've worked with them on looking at those models and how uh, financial viability might be something that we can achieve uh, it's really difficult in a in such an old fairly small building um and in an industry where it's all about bringing a lot of people together in a small space to have fun um and it's there's a lot of crossover with with pubs and bars and i did an article um on that uh, trying to sort of share some learning really from those experiences and um one of the things i think is really important is that people don't think in the same linear way and that perhaps people explore um you know, boosting alternative revenue streams over just the traditional model of people coming into the bar in their droves and spending money. Um, so in the article, and it's on, um, I've I've got a, a freelance website, um, weareraucous.co. Uh, there is a link at the top that says articles. And if you click that link, you can have a read of that piece. And that was not a mental typo, it is .co. .co, yeah. There is no, there is nothing else. It's weareraucous.co. Dot co, um, and have a little look if that's of interest to you. But um, I'm very much encouraging people to think about looking at potentially their highest spenders, their regulars, um, ticketing uh, exclusive events, um, looking at how they can diversify their, um, their offer, really, in terms of making sure that they maintain perhaps a click and collect service, perhaps the um, online delivery service stays or it is introduced even for people that haven't done that yet. Um, but but not pinning everything on as many people as possible cramming into your space and buying at the bar, thinking a little bit differently. Um, and I know a lot of people are already doing that and I think that's great. And I think it's going to be really interesting the different models that we see come out of this and, and the lessons that people have learned um, from them, from their own challenges, but also from other people that are sustained going forward now. I don't think that people are necessarily going to abandon everything that they've done just to span this lockdown period. I think that they're going to then absorb that into their regular 
practice as a venue. And I, and I think that cask in itself is an interesting debate. Um, I've spoken to people that have talked about how problematic cask has been for a long time in terms of how much it needs, in terms of being kept well and the life cycle of it, but also um, in terms of potential margins, like there are um, outfits out there that have hammered down, uh, you know, what people feel they should pay for a pint of cask, for example, um, and it's put all sorts of strains on the industry. But actually, the chat now is that that's the thing that can't be replicated um, when the pubs are shut. Like, you can still get keg in takeouts. You can obviously get cans and bottles, and it's great. You can still access and drink and enjoy beer. But so many people, the main chat is all about, I really just want a pint of cask from a sparkler. If you're from Yorkshire, usually... From a sparkler, because that's what's best. Um, but I think that that's what people are going to be flooding back to the bar for, as and when they can, is is that pint of cask. First thing I said to Roosters um, the other day online when I saw some chat about them reopening their beer garden and working out what they're going to do, is, um, oh my God, like a pint of baby-faced assassin on cask through a sparkler at the tap room where it's brewed is just the most phenomenal I mean, vision. Was good anyway, but yeah. now it's going to be the first oh, pint of cask you yeah. have after lockdown. It's potentially going to be the best taste ever in terms of beer for all sorts of reasons. Um, but you know, that when they give you a strongbow after you've run the ma- London Marathon, so oh. it tastes like the best thing ever. This is going to be even better than that. It's going to be so much better than that. So um, yeah, we'll just we will um, we'll keep our eyes peeled for what people are talking about. Not just in Harrogate, because obviously that's directly affects us and where we go, what we do, what we can do. But also across the industry, across the UK, there's some really interesting conversations coming out in terms of how people are going to adapt again. And then it'll be a process of evolution continued, really. Yeah. And we'll know more next week. Hopefully. When, when we record the next episode. Yeah. Which will be a week behind. <laughs> well. No, I'm sure we'll have some beers at some point. Before <laughs> <then>. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. That's the main industry chat this week. There's no real, um, until things are back up and running, the, the industry chat is all about how businesses survive this really challenging period. And now, thankfully, People are starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel and let's just hope that people can make it through and work out what that organisation looks like going forward. I know I should be ordering takeout Sitting on my couch, that's what you do I know I should be holding my feelings Staring at the ceiling But here's the truth Wallowing in it would be such a waste That isn't gonna fix it anyway No Don't blame me for what I'm saying 
it. We've come to the end of the first beer show. Um, let us know what you thought. Just send a tweet. Use the hashtag uh, HCR Beer Show, and we will pick that up. And it's brand new. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, please tell us. We'll make it better next time. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try.